When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Not that I know of, but I, I don't think that that would have as much a negative reaction as, as, or impact as, as people are, are making it out to be uh, um, from the Aaron Hicks thing. Um, but who knows? If, if, if that's the case, if he could not function as a player, the booing impacted him as much as it did, you'd have to, as I said before, Give the fans the credit for booing Josh Donaldson because he's really gotten going now. He, he had another home run tonight, but unfortunately not enough. Got Start booing this Rizzo guy. He's, he's hit like one home run since May. Yankees trail the Orioles 4-2 as they uh, play in the sixth. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Again, I, I, I would... <sighs> Nick fans, I want to be on your side, but you guys just make it impossible sometimes. And, and, and these people... These fans who are, are down on the organization because Tibbs is the coach, again, please, by all means, tell me where I'm going wrong. Tell me where I'm going wrong. You would think after not having any success whatsoever, this to me is a fan base that's much more in need of a reality check than the, Nick, than the Yankee fans are. The Nick fans are much more in need of a reality check. Yankee fans booing after thinking they were on the cusp of a World Series title after 2017 and watching failure after failure after failure in October and getting frustrated after six years of that, that seems reasonable. Nick fans who have been in the wilderness for a decade, if not more, finally winning a playoff series, and for a lot of them, well, we've got we to gotta get rid of the coach. The coach is really holding us back. Christopher is in the Bronx. Christopher, go, my man. Hey, how's it going? Uh, first time call there for a uh, long-time listener. Thanks. Uh, my issue with the Knicks and I think why people are frustrated is because if you really look at what Leon Rose has done in the last three, four years, whatever it is, he signed Kemba Walker. He signed Evan Fournier. He signed Rose. He signed Noel. He signed Burke. He literally has to trade picks to fix the issues of those contracts that he signed that were bad. Then you draft Obi Toppin, who's supposed to be a Randall replacement. You don't trade Randall, so now you don't got no minutes for your number eight pick. And now you got to trade pick. You got to trade him for two second round picks. It doesn't make sense. And they're not going in the right direction in terms of that. Now you can say the success is great where they made it to the second round, but look at the roster that they have. The guys that are starting were there before Leon Rose got there. It's not like he's the one that created that. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, they, they, they drafted R.J. Barrett. They drafted quickly. They drafted Grimes. Randall was here for a year, but he wasn't the same Randall that you had year one. Yeah, but they didn't They didn't draft uh, R.J. Barrett. That was before Leon Rose got there. Wasn't, wasn't that the and first Randall pick that they made? Before, uh, repeat that. I thought that that was the first pick they made. You might, you, you might be right. I might be messing that up. Okay. All right. So, uh, but, okay. Um but they drafted quickly. They drafted Grimes. They, 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 Randall is a far better version of Randall than he was when uh, before they got here. 
the team in, as a whole is much better. Actually, just every other if you look at Randall's numbers, every other season he plays worse, and then when he comes to the playoffs, he disappears. So that is absolutely true. In the playoffs, you cannot rely upon him. That's fair. But uh, to, to, to get to the playoffs, you need the regular season, Randall, to, to be the guy that has provided you 20 and 10 a night. Um, so, look, I'm not going to tell you that Leon Rose has done everything perfectly. Uh, it, it would be unfair to think that an organization is going to do everything perfectly from the moment they walk in the door. That, that first off season was a complete disaster. The Fournier deal was terrible. The Kemba Walker deal was worse. But they, they found, uh, they got Jalen Brunson, to, uh, the relationships being what they are, and he came here and he was outstanding in year one. Uh, he was fantastic. He was everything and more that you could have asked for. They made the Josh Hart yeah. deal, which didn't seem like a big deal at the time. He came here and outperformed the expectations there. Uh, year one, when they didn't look like they were necessarily a playoff team, they went and gave up very little to, to get Derek Rosen here, and he provided them some production in year one. So I think overall the organization is in a far more solid footing than they have been in a very long time. But that's my problem also with some of the things that they did. If you really look at a lot of the signings that they did, unless it's a CAA guy or some sort of tie to them, they haven't really hit it out the park. Brunson's great. Don't get me wrong. Nobody saw that coming. If anybody saw that coming, Dallas would not have let him walk. They would have signed him in an instant. But that is the one good thing I could say about what Leon Rose has done. Besides, And bringing Hart is good in terms of he's a good player for the team. But I think they get that first-round pick. We're the only team that gives up first-round picks for okay players at the deadline while everybody else is giving up second-round picks. We're the only team that's given up players that we get in the first round, don't give them a shot, and then we're trading them for second-round picks. It's crazy. Well, look, the OB deal, I I will grant you, the OB deal does not make a whole lot of sense. Christopher, thanks for the phone call. Um, That one doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially given what you you got back and you never really gave him any run. That was a mistake at the time. And to me, that's as much on the front office as it is on Tibbs. Uh, The the front office should have realized right off the jump that that OB was not going to be the type of player that excelled with with Tom Thibodeau. So I I will grant you that. But overall, with where they're at, with what the things that they've done so far, this is all about just buying some time. This is about putting pieces in place, acquiring assets, which they've done, and waiting for the guy that they think is going to be that superstar, that top 10 player in the sport. And has everything they've done been perfect? No. But in terms of the coach, that's why they hired Tom Thibodeau when they did. He's the guy that's going to be able to establish a floor of, okay, we're not going to be worse than this. With Tom Thibodeau, you're not going to win 30 games. You're not going to have a season where you're completely out of it in early December. At some point, they might move off of it. When they get the superstar, whoever that superstar is, maybe that's when they make the change. But these Knicks fans who think that Tibbs is holding them back in some way from what they have right now, they're not that great of a team. A second-round playoff appearance, that's about the, 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 the ceiling for this group. They are not – if you are viewing this from, well, how are they ever going to win a championship like that? They're not in that – they're not at that level yet. They're not going to be at that level until they get that superstar. Yes, when they are, if the Knicks are ever going to be competing in an NBA Finals, there's a very good chance that Julius Randle is not still here. 
and, and certainly not as significant a piece as he is right now. But in the meantime, when you're, while you're waiting for that guy to become available, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Let's go out to uh, Sean is in Hempstead. Sean, next up on uh, the Dan Grassa Show. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, Sean. What's going on, man? Uh, I have a Nick question. I'm a longtime Nick fan, and I have an angle that I haven't really heard anyone speak about, and that okay. is this. Now, we're waiting for this um, superstar to become available. Okay, we have all these assets. So if the superstar, for example, next year in 2024 does not become available, okay, I believe the Knicks have at least one first-round pick, maybe two, and then probably, I think, a couple of seconds. So that's considered part of their assets for this mm-hmm. superstar. Right. So the Knicks are going to have to, you know, use those draft picks. Otherwise, you know, they basically lose. They're losing these assets for this uh, superstar. So really time is becoming a factor. So I was just wondering, what is your opinion on that? Well, I mean, they do still have time. And I'm sure that if it gets to that point, um, it's going to be based on where they're at as an organization, right? Like they've not, the one thing they've not been able to do here, at least so far, is put two good years back to back. So could this be a year where they take a step back and kind of have to reevaluate things? I guess that's possible. And if that is the case, that then maybe those draft picks become uh, a bigger part of the equation. But I would think that they will be able to shift that um to and 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 cash those in for something of value but they've not done it as of yet but they don't need to do it as of yet that's what i mean like they're just trying to buy themselves some time to give themselves the best opportunity to find somebody so that if one guy becomes like donovan mitchell became available last off season there's not really been somebody that would fit the knicks perfectly like that donovan mitchell deal would have made sense so they're just trying to wait until there is that deal that becomes available so they don't have to just say, well, we got these two number ones and they almost fall into the same spot they were with the OB deal. Well, he's going to need to get paid. We got to move off the player now so we have that space to, to be able to sign somebody and they're, they're forced to make a bad deal. So I, I, I get what you're saying. Next year, though, yeah, because next year, you know, 2024, and let's say, um, you know, they finish in the same place they basically finished this year. And, you know, the draft comes up. So what do the Knicks do? Well, I would think that at that point you're going to have to, you're gonna have to, to make your decision. You're going to have to take the look, at the la- look around and, and see if there's something available. Maybe something pops up in the course of this year. Um, that's very possible. Maybe th- it's possible that something happens this offseason as well. I know that, um, and thanks for the phone call, Sean, that it seems like, you know, Alan Hahn has said that this is the team they're going to war with, but – Things change all the time. You got to be ready to adapt. So if if there is, you know, if Toronto decides to 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 strip things down or something like that, and either Siakam or uh, OG Obanoba, well, how do you say his name? Obanobi. I always screw up his name. OG Obanobi. Uh, if he becomes available, that's that's a target. And he just changed agencies, so that's why that name is going to be uh, focused. Do we have a sound effect for mispronounced names? You can use it. There you go. You can use it for me as well. Nick fans are worried. Well, what's going to happen two years from now? When, like, can you can you ever just enjoy the now? I get it. The conversation about the Knicks chasing a superstar. Oh my God, it's been around forever. It's been a conversation forever. And since it hasn't happened, you just have to assume if you're a Nick fan, it's never going to happen. And you might be right. 
if if they don't ever land a superstar with all these picks that they've acquired, well, then they got real problems. But just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean that it, that it's not going to happen. You just got – this is crazy to think that the Nick fans have to be more patient, but that's, that's what the that, – that's the deal. Would you, would you rather go down the road you've been down a thousand times before? Well, well, it might not be the right deal, but we, we can get this guy, so let's just go out and get whoever this is. Even though it doesn't really fit, even though he's overpaid, maybe he's, he's a little – let's just go get Paul George. Sure, he's 33. Sure, he wants $200 million after this season. And sure, he's only played about 50% of his games the last four years. But let's just make that deal happen because it's better than nothing. I, I would rather they take the long-term view. And if it gets to the long-term and get to the end of next season and they not cashed in those picks and, and now that those picks, they're going to have to use those picks. They're not going to use all of them. I can tell you that right now. With all the picks that they've acquired, they're not going to use all of them. They're going to eventually turn those into something. It's just we don't know what yet as of yet. And, and they might not know what as, what as of yet either. They, they might be looking around, and that would be the smart approach, rather than saying, well, we know for a fact this guy is going to be the guy two years from now. They're waiting to see what does become available and what does make sense, and then they'll, they'll operate from there. That's the smart approach to have. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. More of your Nick calls. Plus, I, I think Dan does some tennis every once in a while, right? There was something that happened in tennis today that really aggravated me. So we'll get into what that is coming up next. Oh, is that a tease, baby? Some tennis talk on the Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And 
Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, it's Gordon Damer in for uh, Dan Grassa on the Dan Grassa Show, the aptly named uh, Dan Grassa Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Uh, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Now, look, I usually don't talk a lot of tennis, mainly because I don't watch a lot of tennis, but I actually saw some clips today from Wimbledon. And very early in in, uh, my uh, broadcasting career, we're talking about mispronounced names, I would get schooled every year. I'd take reports from this guy. I can't remember what his name was. But every year I'd say, here's Joe Blow at Wimbledon. And he would always say, no, it's not pronounced Wimbledon. It's pronounced Wimbledon. And I'd say, I, I think I'm pronouncing it the same. I'm saying Wimbledon. What do you say? He said, no, it's pronounced Wimbledon. Never saw eye to eye with that guy. Couldn't, couldn't win with him. But today at Wimbledon, they had to have play stopped because two protesters were protesting oil. Not exactly sure why Wimbledon is the, the, the area where they're going, but uh, they had two protesters run onto the court of play, and they threw orange confetti and jigsaw puzzle pieces, like rip-torn of the, the modern day. Confetti and jigsaw puzzle pieces as a form of protest. So I'm not going to tell you what the the name of the protesters are because that would just be giving them publicity, which is all they're really looking for. And uh, good job by, I'm not sure who was broadcasting Wimbledon, but they got off the protesters right away, as you do. And these protesters, they're not trying to uh, make a point. They're not trying to win people over with uh, reason or judgment or numbers or statistics. They're just simply trying to be a public nuisance. And I believe there was two separate incidents by this same group which is bad. And, and we've seen some, there wasn't there something in the NBA game earlier? Was it last year? Two years ago, woman was about to run onto the court and security, they had a sense that something was up. And man, when she ran out on that court, that security was on it. They were on it like it was unbelievable. I love watching those. I love the people that don't belong in, 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 on fields and, and courts just getting lit up. And that woman, she got lit up because that, she did not belong there. Uh, this, these people did not get lit up today. But you would think that a sport that had an incident, which really is one of the darkest days in the history of any sport with the Monica Seles thing, what was that, 92, 93, somewhere around there, early 90s, that security in a sport like tennis, that would never happen again where security would always be right on top of it. I know it's a long time ago now. And I'm assuming... Like any sporting event anywhere, you're, you're required to undergo a security check to go into any building. What do they think the puzzle pieces were for? What do they think the orange confetti was for? So hopefully uh, the people that were involved in that thing today, they wanted to send the message. Hopefully they get sent a message uh, that you don't get to just run out and act like a child because you want whatever to happen in the world. Uh, that You have to actually follow rules and, and you can't just do whatever you want whenever you want to do it. And hopefully, if it ever happens again at Wimbledon this year, and I do get to see it, hopefully the person just gets lit up, just gets absolutely body slammed to the ground. 
even on the even on the manicured lawns of, of Wimbledon, that would still hurt. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Joseph is in Rockland. Joseph, what's going on, my friend? Hey, hey Gordon. Great, great show. How you doing? Thank you, man. What's going on? All right. So, first of all, I think the Knicks should hang on to all the draft picks. Uh-huh. Um, they should grow organically like all competitive uh, franchises eventually do. And there's no rush to get rid of any of their pieces. They have three or four starters that are averaging over 20 points or, or near 20 points. And to trade two or three of them for one guy that averages 25, I don't see what the great, uh, great shake that that does for them. Well, uh, yeah, like, if it's like, the right guy, it's one thing. Yeah, I mean, it has to be yeah, the right guy. Even, yeah, I mean, even George, this, this Paul George trade that they've been speaking about, how does that make sense? He's 33 years old, injury-prone, and uh, and, they, and maybe gives him six more points than, than someone like RJ does. But RJ is obviously much younger. He's more athletic, or he should be more athletic. I, I don't see what, what, what wisdom is in any of these, these ideas. That's number one. Number two, if I may make another point, every competitive franchise has built themselves through the draft. So why wouldn't the Knicks want to keep, keep doing what they're doing? They have great pieces already. And, now, and, and when you build through the draft, you get another 20-point person or at least close to 20-point player, and you want them to be able to defend and rebound. And, and through the draft, you can choose these types of players. Well, look, I mean, they certainly have tons of draft picks. Uh, a lot of them, Joseph, They and thanks for the phone call, they have uh, a lot of protections on them. So it, it depends, you know, outside of their own picks. I know they have a pick, their own pick coming up in uh, 2024. But for that pick to really be super valuable, uh, it would have to be kind of a step back kind of year, right? Even if it weren't in the lottery, even if it were um, – just outside the lottery, that would be a step back from where the Knicks were this year. You'd like to think that this team, they're not making many changes this offseason. You're hoping to improve the outside shooting a little bit. You're hoping now with a full year of Josh Hart that the, that the, 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 the roster kind of meshes together a little bit better and that the improvement kind of comes from within. So you would not think that, that, that their own pick is going to be super valuable. They have a pick from Dallas likely this year. That's lottery-protected. Uh, to a certain point. They also have a pick from Detroit in 2024. They have a pick from Washington in 2024. So they got a lot of these picks coming up, and they're going to have to figure out what they what they want to do with them. They're not going to use all of them, so they're going to eventually have to cash these in. Uh, and even though the, the, uh, there were so many years where the Knicks were bad, and what you've seen now in hindsight is – it felt like they would have been better served kind of tearing things down years ago and, and really bottoming out. They didn't need to bottom out. They just needed to do a better job of drafting. Uh, with where they were at, just the, the, the Obi Toppin draft alone, eight was fine. It wasn't that they were picking too low down to get a real impact player. They could have gotten an impact player, but the, the impact player was not Obi Toppin. It was Tyrese Halliburton. And that, that comes up a lot of times with the Kevin Knox pick or, or other picks that they made here, Neil Aquina pick. They were fine picking where they were, but I don't think that you want the Knicks. If the Knicks end up picking in the 8, 9, 10 range, well, things have gone really wrong. And not only is Tibbs going to be out the door, there's going to be a lot more pressure on the current regime. You want things to kind of be stabilized and have some level of, of production here so that they do have more of a runway to operate to find that superstar. But if these, they have these four picks in 2024, in, including some extra second-round picks in 2024, 
they're going to have to use those picks at some point. So they're going to have to find whatever that superstar is. And as you sit here this offseason, I wonder if in the Nick front office, there's a little bit of non-buyer's remorse of would we have been better now, now knowing what happened over this last year, would we have been better off just paying the price and getting Donovan Mitchell in here? Now, it would have been a different team. Who knows what, what form the trade would have taken. It wouldn't have just been picks. Uh, it would have been players as well off the, off the roster. And would the team have gotten to the same heights with Mitchell as opposed to what, what they had this past year? And they wouldn't have made the Josh Hart deal and all those type of things. But just on the superstar front, maybe the Knicks front office looks back and says, there hasn't been somebody that's been a better fit for us than Donovan Mitchell. Maybe we would have been better off just overpaying at the time and having our guy. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls. We take you up until 10 o'clock on 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And all of a sudden, we're back. We're back, people. But we're talking a lot about the Knicks as well tonight. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to uh, Otis is in Hempstead. Otis, what's going on, my friend? Yes, hello. How are you doing, my man? Otis. Um, great, uh, my great man, show. Otis. I just asked, yes. I've been a Knicks fan since 1985 with the Ewings and mm-hmm. all of that. Loyal fan. And then I endured with the Moochie Norris's and all of that and Odell Harrington. I just have a quick question. Um, what... Why? Why do you? Why do players like Randall and them can do so well in the regular season, and then all of a sudden they can't produce the same in the playoffs? Is that something they can break through, or is that who they are as a player? Yeah, I mean, I, I think always, indeed. I, always, I never understood how you can average thirty against a team in the regular season, and then you play that same team in the playoffs, and then only average eleven. I, I just don't. I don't. I, so what do you? It's just a question. I just want to pick 
him on on, on that book. You know, there was a great clip, Otis, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, Bob Myers, the former president uh, of the Golden State Warriors, where he was talking at some conference or whatnot, and he was talking about that when you get to the playoffs, whatever your go-to move is during the regular season, the team, the, the team you're facing, they're, they're going to take that away. Um, they're going to they're gonna study you because it's a series now, and you're going back and forth. So everything that you are – you you go to in the regular season, that's going to be on the, the scouting report, and it's not going to be – you can't attack it in the regular season the way you can when you're playing in a playoff series. So I think that that's a, a little bit of, of what you've seen from, from Julius Randle. Now, the problem is it's not a huge sample size because it's not like the Knicks have made the playoffs a bunch of years and Julius Randle has had failures year in and year out. It's that first year against the Hawks where there wasn't a lot of talent around him. So you kind of gave him a little bit of a pass. Now this year, it does seem more glaring. And to me, with the performance that he put it, uh, up in the playoffs this year, if you're the Knicks, you cannot go into next year relying on Randall to that same degree. Now they're gonna, but you can't plead ignorance if you get to the playoffs this upcoming season and Randall becomes that inefficient player again. Uh, that 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 you you kind of know it's not again not a great sample size it's not year in and year out but now it's happened twice and for the excuses about his ankle and all those type of things it just seems like that his game is is, is one that he starts to feel the pressure of the moment and he just does not he's just not the same player in the po- in the postseason so I don't think that you can rely on him as much as unfortunately the Knicks do rely on him that first year it was. We, we all were in agreement. Can't think that Randall is going to be the number one option on a team that can go deep into the playoffs. I think that was the right assessment. And they went out after another year, and, and they got Jalen Brunson, who was fantastic. But it doesn't seem like Randall can be that, that, that 1B option either. I think he has to be like a third option on a team that's going to make a deep playoff run. Now, Emmanuel quickly didn't have a great playoff either, but that's just the first time. So... Again, you need to see it a little bit more before you can. It's not like they have the resumes of a, of a James Harden or a Paul George or a or Chris Paul or something like where there's continued failures despite tons of talent around them. So it's still a work in progress. And for the Knicks fans, are like, well, we're never going to get to a championship. If you're really building, so if, if Leon Rose is actually building something here and it's not just a, a, a smoke and mirrors, there's a very good chance that a lot of the guys that are on the team right now that you're relying on right now, that by the time you do get over the hump, they're not going to be here. That, that's very well the case. I mean, you take a look at, take a look at Denver. It took them, what, seven years to, to get to, to a championship? That's the kind of thing that if you can have some patience, maybe that will pay off for you. Now, with Knicks fans, it's never going to be about draft and develop. With the Knicks, it's always going to be that, that superstar chase. But even then, if, if Leon Rose is actually building something here that, that will lead to, if not a title, at least deep playoff runs year in and year out, that's what you have to hope for. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, talk a little more baseball, get you ready for Ty Butler at 10. It's Gordon Damer in for Dan Grassa on the Dan Grassa Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.